Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello, world, and welcome back to Trust the Tape, an NFL draft podcast presented by Boomer Jacks. And Boomer Jacks is incredible. I'm Jeff Kavanaugh alongside Brian Broadus. And I cannot stress enough that you need to be going to Boomer Jacks, the one nearest you, or maybe you have a favorite that's not the one nearest you. But either way, Boomer Jacks is the best place to watch the games. Great food, cold drinks, great deals, different specials all throughout the week. Shout out to Boomer Jacks for being the reason that we can bring you this podcast. It's time to trust the tape. What's happening, Brian? I'm doing great, Jeffrey. Thank you. And uh, you're absolutely right about those Boomer Jacks. I think 17 locations uh, hit you one. Go out and have some cocktails, or if you don't do that, just grab your beverage and some food and talk about the draft. That is, it's a great game day destination, too. Yeah. I don't care what. Maybe baseball come back one day. You can go yeah. watch baseball, basketball, football, whatever. It's a great a place to watch the games. Yeah. Take the homies. Today, what I wanted to start with, Brian, was a topic that we've probably kicked around a little bit, but it's always very interesting to me with the NFL draft, which is the volatility of certain prospects. Yeah. Where, you know, you have some guys who you'll watch, like, hey, Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan, right? Everybody Mm -hmm. thinks, really good player, plays a valuable position, getting picked in the top five, the end. Some of the guys in this class – that could go in the top five or top ten, could go in the second round, and the volatility behind it, what we think about some of those guys and where they may go. And the first one that I want to start with is, I believe the most obvious, is Derek Stingley, the LSU cornerback who is a true freshman. Boy, he had a really good year. He gave up five touchdowns, but he also had six picks. He's covering some of the best players in the SEC as an 18-year-old, and he looked great doing it. And it looked like that was a top-five pick Mm -hmm. all day or day. Now here we are two years later. He really hadn't played a ton of football between then. Sure hasn't. Injuries, kind of injuries, maybe not interested at times. No, absolutely. Yeah, I think. What are you doing with that as a scout? All those things, Jeffrey, you know, and again, that's my alma mater in LSU, and you're absolutely right. You know, the the national championship season of 2019, you know, Derek Stanley was a big part of what was going on with LSU football, and especially defensively and the way he was able to shut down various wide receivers, so not only in the Southeastern Conference, but then you go back and watch the tape in the bowl games uh, against, uh, you know, against Oklahoma, then you watch the game against uh, – you know, when they played Clemson and stuff. And, you know, he's out there covering. And, 
Then all of a sudden things start to fall apart. His sophomore year, he gets hurt. The team's not very good. He's not really interested in playing football much for a bad team, you know, and it, then again, it it happened this year. You know, he started off pretty well against UCLA, you know, in some of those games, early games, and then kind of got hurt again. And and then, you know, how interested are you really of coming back and wanting to play? And, you know, there was uh, several players like that at LSU. It went from being a national championship team to a team that was struggling to be 500. And he just wasn't very interested in being part of a 500 team. You know, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the skills that you watch him play with, it is, there's some elite skills. And there's some skills that translate very well to him being a, an outstanding NFL player and cover man. But uh, I'll tell you what, there are a lot of questions. I think when we sit down with him at the Combine and you're interviewing him, you're going to have to ask him, hey, I got an understanding about the injuries. But, man, were you really interested in coming back and playing? Because you're right. There's just not a lot of football to evaluate on this young man's uh, uh, resume. So, with all of that said, you're picking 13th yeah. in a draft, and yeah. he's there. You taking him? Yeah, I think Based you, on what you know now? Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, you know, the, the one thing that I think is, I think consensus, the consensus going into this, uh, into this draft that he was clearly the best corner on the board. And now – Then Ahmad Gardner then played Ahmad Gardner, Yeah, and Ahmad Gardner. And, it, and it's much like we've seen last year what we were doing with COVID stuff. Remember, you know, the – remember uh, the Alabama, Sertan, and, and those guys, uh, Horn, those guys playing, other guys sitting out. But here are other guys sitting out, Michael Parsons, and, you know, he, he does really, really well. So – yeah, I mean, there are questions. I mean, you're going to, as a scout and as an evaluator, you're going to look at Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati and you're going to say, man, I've watched him play. I've watched him play in playoff games. I've watched him play a whole season. I've watched his team go undefeated. You know, uh, you know, there's so many things about this that, you know, that you, you could say, if I'm going to bust, I'm going to bust on what I know. And a lot of people know a lot, I think, about Gardner. He just didn't go play in an SEC school, but he played against some SEC competition and was able to hold his own when you watch those games, like I say, against Alabama. Who's your cornerback number one? He is. Gardner's, Sauce? Yeah, Sauce is my number one cornerback. And and a lot of it is I, I just kind of feel like, though, that you know when you watch him play, he's got the swagger and the – chip-on-the-shoulder kind of guy if you want to talk about him and Stingley. But you know what? I mean, again, it's about the availability. I think there's some questions about Stingley. Is he always yeah. is Stingley going to be one of these guys, Jeff, that that if it's not perfect, is he going to be able to get fight through it? You know, if I'm not feeling good in week 14, am I going to be able to fight through it and make plays? You know, and I kind of feel like though there's those questions. I, I love the player. I love the talent. Well, I should say this. I love the talent. I trying to learn about the player and how much does he really, really want to play. And that might all change when he gets to the NFL and all of a sudden he starts getting a check every Tuesday. Yeah, and it's interesting because the teams that are going to have questions or anybody that has questions and the the questions that they're going to ask about Derek Stingley with Ahmad Gardner they've already been answered yeah. like i like you watch him play and you're like 
that dude wants to blow up screens. Yeah. He wants to compete throughout the route. Like that dude has a whole lot of want to, and you see it on tape. Yeah. And I've been up to where he's training for the combine. And the day he showed up, they said the DB room transformed. Yeah. Like it went from a bunch of quiet and listening to a bunch of confident alphas and like Mm -hmm. he transformed it. So I think he'll have that going for him too. It'll be interesting. I think Derek Stingley is absolutely a top five talent in this draft. Yeah. I'd probably still pick him in the top 10 to 15. And if you get him to 24, I'll take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I think to me, yeah, I think that, you know, I, I don't think you're wrong about that. And, you know, all these things we're talking about, you know, it, this is reality. Uh, I, I, we know I've sat in that room and, and you go through these players. You can watch that. When Jerry Jones and other general managers watch Stingley play, you know, and especially a guy like Jerry Jones who doesn't get on the road and scout a whole heck of a lot, he's going to go, okay, what's the story of this guy? Yeah. You know, and everybody around the room is going to have to be able to explain what they have in Stingley. And, again, with Sauce Gardner, I think it's going to be a little bit more like, this is what he is, this is his tape, and this is why he's probably going to be the top corner in this draft. So this is really interesting because I was thinking about if we could do a version of, like, the safest prospects as well. Mm -hmm. And I realized that if I was going to do the podcast that way, I would have multiple names that I would put in the most volatile and the safest, which sounds yeah. wild ass, but like my next volatile prospect, Nicobe Dean, Georgia linebacker. Could he go in the top 10? Yeah. I think he could. Could he be available to somebody in the late 20s? I think he could. Just because of the way that the, the league looks at linebackers, because of, I think, some teams when you're six foot and 225 pounds are going to have a natural hesitation to picking yeah. you too high because six foot two twenty five, Okay. He's not going to line up on the edge and rush mm-hmm. the passer. Uh, he's an incredible blitzer. He can blitz, mm-hmm. but when you don't have the length and the size, am I going to take that in the top 10, top 15 tapes yeah. incredible, yeah. but where does he go? I don't know. There's some really good short players, Jeff, in this draft. And one of them is Nicobe Dean. I think Sky Moore, the receiver that you like uh, out of Western Michigan, shorter player, but very talented. He'll be in Pro Bowls. Marcus Jones, the corner from the University of Houston, is a elite returner, uh, but a you know a really really good corner. I mean, there's there's some short guys that people are going to look. Krusty's like myself that that if over the years said, man, this guy can't play. Because he's too short. And then you watch the games every week. And then there's guys like Antoine Winfield Jr. playing safety for the Buccaneers yeah. and blowing people up and making plays and winning Super Bowls, you know, or watching a Kyler Murray play quarterback at Arizona and then go, oh, wait, here's a 5'9 guy doing that. So, yeah, I, I think over the years, things have changed for the shorter players. To me, very well, like when you, him, you know, I look at I look at Nicobe Dean. You know, I look at exactly with Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Tags are touching in the first round for me right there. I would absolutely love to have either one of those guys. One is six foot, and the other is six three. You know, and there's people that are going to have Devin Lloyd above Nicobe Dean just because of that number I just gave you a six three number and a six foot number. Okay, call from mom. 
Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And N'Kobe Dean is linebacker what for you? Number one. If you were picking 10th and you had to need at that position, you good? Yeah, I'm I am. Take, t- I am too. I'm taking him. If he's my number one linebacker, and again, over the years, I, I've kind of felt like that. To me, I've watched, I've seen enough, and scouting with you for the last eight years now, I've seen enough of these short players come in. And my old boss in Green Bay, the Hall of Fame general manager Ron Wolf, said, "Hey, those small guys, short guys, better walk on water." And a lot of these, a lot of these guys, like a, uh, a Nicobe Dean. And, you know, they walk on water. You know, they do. They make plays. And you can see it. They make plays in big-time games, too. It's not like, you know, you're watching a kid play, and no offense to Kunsttown State or Hobart or any of these other places, but here is a short player making plays for a national championship team on a defense that was one of the better ones in the country. Next guy who I think has volatile draft stock that I don't think we've talked about here yet, but we talked about him on the radio today on 105.3, the fan, the home of the Cowboys. LSU guard Ed Ingram, because yeah. I first watched his tape when I saw him at the Senior Bowl, and I watched his tape, and I put him in the second round. I was like, oh, yeah, that's an NFL starter. He's, He's a really second-round player in my book. And I look around at a bunch of rankings, and I don't mm. see him anywhere near there for mm. a lot of people. And I was like, what in the world's going on? So I just mm. Google his name. And in 2018... 
He was dismissed from the football team for a while. He was um, – there were two felony counts of aggravated sexual assault of a minor in DeSoto, Texas, mm. August 2018. Mm. Now, eventually those charges were dropped and he was reinstated. And I wonder if it's just the background things that people yeah. don't know about because there was never really a lot of information that came out about it. Mm-hmm. So my first impression was I've seen his tape. Yeah. I was like, on tape, this dude goes in the top 50. Yeah. Here's my apology to people out there that, that – that follow along is here's Ingram is an LSU player. I didn't realize in 2018 he had things that were pending until right. you we talked about it today on the radio. Right. And again on a Friday afternoon doing radio together. Okay. Now I've got the ability to go and find out about Ed Ingram now that I know right what the situation is. So I will promise you the next time we talk about Ed Ingram we'll get to the bottom of this. But you watch Ed Ingram's tape He's a second-round player. There's just no question. There's no question about him and his ability. And the power he plays with, the way he plays with bent knee, the movement in space, you can watch the Texas A&M game. You can watch the Alabama game. You can watch him go against these defensive linemen and or linebackers and get on them and move them out of the hole. And you can watch him pass block. And you can watch him get outside on the screens and all that. So, it's clear to me with that kind of tape that you have a situation where people are worried about something that happened to him four years ago. And, and, and they have to get to the bottom of that. I will say this, though. Just watching the tape, he clearly is a top 50 player in my Step book. Step in NFL starter at guard. Instantly. Instantly. There's, there's no question about it. I mean, a guy's 6'3", 310 pounds. And the power that he plays with. Again, I mentioned Texas A&M with some quality defensive linemen. I mentioned Alabama with those quality defensive linemen they have. And he's getting movement on those guys. And I'm talking about those guys as potential, you know, first and second round type guys. Come on now. You know, it, it, it is. It's clearly, and I promise you, by the time we do this again or, you know, when, uh, you know, as we, we get to other shows. Brian will have some answers for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll have some answers. Like when you and I do the YouTube stuff, we'll, we'll have some answers on some of that stuff. YouTube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh. You can catch every Wednesday, plug and play. That is myself, Brian Broadus, and Dane Brugler. So get over there and subscribe and make sure you're checked in. Um, this is Trust the Tape brought to you by Boomer Jacks which is an incredible place to watch the games, um, any sport. It's an incredible place to go for, shoot, lunch or dinner with the family. Boomer Jacks is awesome. Cold beer, good spot for that as well. These are the volatile draft stocks of the 2022 NFL draft, where a lot of years you'll have these guys that we know eight of the guys that are going to go in the top ten a lot of years, Mm -hmm. eight or nine. This year we don't have clear-cut quarterbacks, where people seem to feel really good about one edge guy and Hutchinson and even Kayvon Thibodeau at Oregon seems like, I don't know, is he going to go number one or is he going to go number 10? But that's not volatile enough to qualify for my list. Well, let me ask you a question, though. Can I can I run one by you? And I'm interested in what you think about this guy. Yeah. I have a problem with, or a problem I say, I have concerns, I guess it's a better word, uh, with the Marvin Leal from Texas A&M. You know? I mean, I... I, I wonder in my heart of hearts who this player really, really is. And I I don't know if you have the problems like I have, but there that is one of those those players that 
everybody talks about as a potential top 25 guy. And I, I think I have more questions about other things and not character or anything like that. I just have questions about the playing ability myself. Yeah, here's my summary on DeMarvin Leal, uh, Texas A&M defensive lineman, 6'4", 290. Like, I can absolutely see a future where he's a dominant three technique yeah. in the NFL. That's where I graded him. I can see that yeah. future for him. But you also want to turn on the tape and feel good about the player that you're getting. And DeMarvin Leal, because I knew going into this college football season how highly uh, he was being touted, I expected to turn on the tape and see a top 10, top 20 player. I turned on the tape, and I watched Charles Cross at Mississippi State handle him easily. I watched the guys at Alabama push him around at the point of attack. Mm -hmm. So I think that he is a slithery sort of 290 pounds, and on the plays where that gets the job done for him, he looks incredible. He's a very athletic 6'4", 290 pounds. I believe he is powerful, mm-hmm. but it does not show up anywhere near consistently. So yeah. I think he's a guy that is not, this is a saying now, I think he's a guy that's not the sum of his parts. Like, you take the parts yeah. and you go, how athletic is he? How quick is he? Mm-hmm. Uh, how strong is he? Mm-hmm. Like, all these different things. And you go, yeah, that could be an incredible NFL football player. I have him as a second-round guy yeah. because I just – I do too. Because the, this is called trust the tape. Yeah. And his tape is not better than, let's say, Georgia's three technique, Devontae Wyatt. His yeah. tape is not better than – let me get my defensive tackle list up here. So I have Leal as my fifth defensive tackle. Yeah. Even while acknowledging that if he hits his ceiling – I'll feel so dumb picking Fedarian Mathis over him. I, I, I like Mathis technique. over him myself. Yeah, but I have him in front of him yeah. because I trust what I'm getting. I yeah. think I know what I'm getting with yeah. Mathis. I, totally, I have UConn's Travis Jones over yeah. to Marvin Leal. Yeah. I, I'm a crazy person, but no. I, you know, I just I, I got to see it. I think the thing with Leal that bothers me the most, Jeff, is here's a guy that you mentioned, 6'4", 290 pounds, who's strong, and he's got some violence to his game. But man, he plays so tall, mm-hmm. and you time like it's you said, Alabama. I watched him against Ole Miss. I mean, they get underneath him and kind of steer him and turn him and do things with him. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think if he just played with a little bit more knee bend for me, I wouldn't have as much questions because I think that, the, like I say, he needs to avoid being moved. But when he when he really, really, really wants to play. He's got the power. He's got the ability. Now, I wouldn't play him at end because I don't think he has that quick twitch. No, watch a, him. Charles be, Cross. Watch yeah, him play against Charles yeah, Cross. It's I, out I there. I don't think so. So, the effort and all that, he doesn't stand around and things. But, man, I just wish I just wish there was a little bit where he – maybe somebody could teach him to play with a little bit better bend at knee, and I think that would help his game a lot. Next guy who I think has somewhat volatile draft stock because I could see him going in the top ten. And I could see him being available in the late 20s. George Karloftis, Purdue defensive end. Yeah. Um, My first exposure to George Karloftis was I went up to where he's training for the combine. And so my first impression of him was I don't think he's going to test great. And I don't think he is long. Like what people want in the clean NFL draft prospect for an edge guy 
is a long frame, mm-hmm. twitch, bend, run the three cone. Like, that's what they want. And so my first impression of him was not long, not twitched up, not going to run a great three cone time. Mm-hmm. And so then I went home and I watched his tape expecting to watch a mid-round player. And I watched a dude that was like, boy, off this tape, you couldn't have told me he's not athletic. Yeah, <laughs> he's That dude just comes off the ball and active, strong hands. Yeah, you were talking about sustain a block on. Yeah, I remember you and I were talking about this. You said, hey, man, this guy, you talk about hands, all hands, all technique. Off that block, off that block, off that block. Yeah, yeah. I I think you got the player right. And I, the thing, the thing about him is, again, I, you're, the the whole testing part of it, people are going to, he's going to have a bad three cone, probably. He's probably going to have a bad short shuttle. You know, it's probably the, the, all those measurables and stuff, the the metrics that we like to talk about, of percentiles and things like that, he's not going to be any good. But you honestly watch him play against Notre Dame and Iowa and people like that, he makes plays. I mean, he makes a lot of plays. And he's really, really good with his techniques. And I, I kind of felt like his learning curve in the NFL is going to be really, really short because of how well he plays with his technique. I yeah. just kind of feel like that – Nobody's going to have to teach him how to do it, you know, because he's already going to understand, like, okay, this is how I free myself with my hands. This is how I get to the corner. This is how I rush at the level where I need to be at the quarterback. He's already done all these things. So I kind of feel like that's going to be a carryover for him uh, going forward in the NFL. Last one that I have listed is, once again, could he go top 10? Yes. Could he last to the late 20s? Yes. Maybe even longer. Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah. Iowa Center. Yeah. We've talked about this one before where you're a 6'2", just over 290 pounds. That's probably uh, not going to have the ideal length with arms and not going to be the ideal. You'd probably like him to be 305. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he also has phenomenal tape. He is assignment pretty much perfect. He's an incredibly athletic center. There's not another center in this class that's anywhere near him. So could he go 8 through 10? I think he could on his tape. Could the NFL look at him and think that he's very team-specific? And a lot of teams would be like, eh, he's not really for us. Yeah. And, hell, maybe he gets picked at the top of the second round. Yeah, Yeah, this is this. I'm taking him at 24, though. Yeah, this is the one, Jeff, that that there's probably a pretty big range here. Big range about because I don't think he's going to be bigger than two hundred and he might come in at the combine two ninety six he might come in at two ninety six two ninety eight something like that and then you know but that's what he's going to play at I just kind of feel like that's what he's going to be but that's okay because his athletic ability the ability to 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 get to a wide techniques to get to the second level we talk about cutting defenses in half and stuff like that I know David Hellman we were all talking about that on the draft show yesterday. You know, those are the kinds of things that, you know, with him, you do. You get this guy that can make those types of blocks. And he's really good with his pass set. He, you know, he does a really good job of just kind of holding on to his guy, keeping him in place. And, you know, he he gets his share of double team blocks along the way, but his hands, his feet work really, really well together. And, you know, his, but that athletic ability of movement is superior. He really, really is. I'm super impressed with the way. He's able to reach and scoop and snatch his man. So, 
you know, those are, that's like I say, it, it, depending on, you're not going to want him to block a bunch of one-on-one gap blocks and stuff where he has to kind of hold on to a guy that way with power. It's just not going to be what he is. But you're going to ask him like the zone stuff, the things where he has to work with another guy, get to the second level. Those things are not going to be a problem at all. This is another edition of Trust the Tape presented by Boomer Jacks, your game day destination. They got wall-to-wall TVs, mouth-watering food, drink specials every day of the week. Check boomerjacks.com, find the one nearest you, and enjoy that party. Brian, any parting wisdom for the people? Jeff, I think this is probably the last one. We've got one more then, right? Maybe next week. I think we'll have one more. One more. Okay, so I'll say my goodbye. Final day at 105.3 The Fan, and I'll be on to different pastures on YouTube and But we're still going to do a lot of draft stuff together, the draft shows, your YouTube stuff and all that. So, yeah, but I have enjoyed, and I'll enjoy one more with you. And then we'll go on and figure out some other things. And then we'll never see each other again, except that we are very good friends and we'll see each other all the time. There you go. (laughs) All right. That is it for one more edition. We'll see you next week on Trust the Tape. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.